Lakuta Sikhis, Volume 21, the first Sikha on Teruma, title, Ours is to Work, God is to Fulfill. The name of the Torah portion is Teruma, which means donation. Simply speaking, it is because the opening, the first seven verses of the portion, quote, speak to the children of Israel and have them take for me a donation, and it goes on to list the 13 or 15 items to be donated. Now, this fundraiser was for the, the verse says, and they shall make me a sanctuary and I will dwell in their midst, of which the entire Torah portion speaks. Hence, why call the portion Teruma and not Vishachanti, I shall dwell? More so, being that the take for me a donation is a detail of how to and they shall make me a sanctuary, then why wasn't the opening verse, and they shall make me a sanctuary, and I will dwell in their midst? To understand this, we need to understand an all-encompassing question about this portion. Why does the Torah have to tell us at all the details of the tabernacle, when by definition it is but temporary until we get beyond, I quote your verse from Deuteronomy, for you have not yet come to the resting place or to the inheritance which the Lord your God is giving you, end quote, where the permanent holy temple will be built differently than the tabernacle. Now true, The unique power of studying which the Medrash Tanchuma has, it tells us about a conversation between Ezekiel and God when Ezekiel asks God, why should I tell them about the measurements of the holy temple after the temple was destroyed? So this is what God responds to Ezekiel. Go tell them to Israel in the times of exile that they occupy themselves with reading about the form of the house, the holy temple, in the Torah. And in reward, he goes on to say, occupying themselves with reading it, I will consider it upon them as if they were engaged in the building of the house. So that it will not be, and because my sons are placed in exile, the building of my house will be no. End of the quote from the Medrash. However, this is of the study of the Holy Temple, which its building is a mitzvah throughout all generations, while the building of the tabernacle was a mitzvah only for Moses' generation. So why do we have to have in our Torah the details of that mitzvah if there is no more the mitzvah of building the tabernacle? Nevertheless, the Torah is eternal, and therefore, just as in the Torah, There was a time when Israel had only the tabernacle and this was the fulfillment of the commandment and they shall make me a sanctuary. Hence, on a spiritual level of our service to God, there is eternally the building of the tabernacle by itself, separately of building the holy temple. The explanation as to why post-building the holy temple that yet remains the spiritual service of building the tabernacle Number one, I quote you from a medrash in Shemot Rabbah. When he wanted to give the Torah, he canceled the first decree of separation between the upper and the lowers and said, this God said, the lower ones shall ascend to the upper ones and the upper ones shall descend to the lower ones and I will be the one to begin. As it was said, 
quoting the verse, and God descended upon Mount Sinai. So here God broke the decree of the separation between the spiritual and the physical. Number two, a teaching from a different medrash, Bamid Barabbah, it says, when did the Shekhinah dwell in the land, upon earth, on the day that the tabernacle was erected, as it was said, and he quotes the verse, and the cloud covered the tent of meeting, and the glory of God filled the tabernacle. So we have here two opinions concerning the time of when the dwelling of the Shekhinah, God's dwelling within, the divine presence, took place. Now, the two opinions are both in agreement, only that at the giving of the Torah, the Shekhinah's dwelling was because of, quote, and I will be the one to begin. Therefore, because it happened from above, God, it did not permeate permanently the below. And I quote to you from the verses in Exodus talking about the giving of the Torah at Mount Sinai. When the ram's horns sound, when the ram's horn sounds a long drawn out blast, they may ascend the mountain. Rashi comments, when the ram's horn sounds a long drawn out blast, this is the sign of the Shekhinah's withdrawal. It did not stay there permanently. However, the Shechin is dwelling by the tabernacle was because of, I quote again the verse, and they shall make me. Therefore, because it happened from below, they, the Jews are making it, it permeated permanently the below, within the physicality of the tabernacle, and it and its vessels were rendered permanently holy. Now, Hasidus explains, being that by the giving of the Torah, it was from above, and I will be the one to begin. And the ultimate purpose of the lower ones shall ascend to the upper ones was really so that, and the upper ones shall descend to the lower ones, transforming this world into, quote, a dwelling place for him, blessed be he, quote, and above by God, for God, the perspective of above it is, there's a teaching in Kabbalah that says as follows, potential does not lack actual, meaning that the fact that the world is potentially a dwelling place for God, from the perspective of above, it already is actually so. Hence, the below became a dwelling place for him, blessed be he. However, the ultimate fulfillment of God's desire is not that the world should become his dwelling place through the omnipotent power of above, the potential does not lack actual, but rather that the below itself, the person through his service to God, shall transform the below and make the a dwelling place for him, blessed be he. Now, this is the virtue that the tabernacle, the and they shall make me, has over the giving of the Torah, the and I will be the one, and God descended upon Mount Sinai. And this is the reason why the Torah portion begins with, and have them take for me a teruma, and note, and not, and they shall make me, because it is in the teruma aspect that the ultimate Shekhinah's dwelling by the tabernacle happened from below expresses itself. And now let's explain that. The word teruma has two interpretations. Number one comes from Rashi. It means set apart. 
And number two comes from the Zohar, where it means to elevate. So what does Truma mean? It means, number one, you set aside only a portion of what you have. That's what set aside means. And number two, you elevate that portion, giving it to God. For me, that's what it says in the verse, they shall make for me a temple. And Rashi says what that means is dedicated to my name. That's what we do with the one portion of what we have that we give, not everything that we have. Now, when the Shekhinah's dwelling happens from above, it creates a nullification in the entire below equally. For the revelation of the divine presence does not allow for any identity outside of God. However, when the Shekhinah's dwelling happens from below, it creates a refinement, not a nullification. Now, the refinement differs within all the different levels of the below. First, one can only set apart a portion of the egocentric below to elevate it to God. This is why the Torah portion is called Teruma, beginning with listing. Now, according to Rashi, it lists 13. According to the Bahá'í, it lists 15. But either way, it lists the different types of materials to donate, set aside and elevate, in which each one of those items needs to be elevated differently. Being that we are dealing with the Shekhinah's dwelling happening through the below, our service, refining the below, the physical 13, 15 types of materials. Now, being that the main service of, of building the tabernacle after the Shekhinah's dwelling from above at the giving of the Torah is to have the Shekhinah's dwelling now be permanent through the service of man below, which happens primarily through Teruma the person setting aside a portion of the below and elevating it. Hence, the ultimate fulfillment of making a dwelling place for him, blessed be he, the Torah portion of building the tabernacle, making me a sanctuary and I will dwell in their midst, is called teruma, for that very act of setting apart a portion is already the main part of building a place for God from below. And with this we can understand that in the realm of spiritual service, there is the eternal service of building the tabernacle in its own, even post-Holy Temple. The Holy Temple was built specifically after Israel arrived to the resting place or to the inheritance, the land of Israel, which the verse says, the eyes of Lord your God are always upon it from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And in Israel itself, it's in Jerusalem, which means that we are in a state of Yerushalayim, Yira Sholem, complete awe of God. Hence, even though the Holy Temple was built by man from below, from physical materials below, nevertheless, it is which I, God, will choose a holy land, a holy place, a state of complete awe. While the tabernacle was built in the desert, which Jeremiah describes as a land where no man, mystically referring to supernal man, God, a place where no man had dwelt. And in Deuteronomy, it says about the desert in which there were snakes, vipers, and scorpions, and drought, all referring to concepts of impurity. 
Therefore, it is specifically from the building of the tabernacle that we take the capacity and the lesson for even when we are in exile, a desert, to build a tabernacle for God and I will dwell in their midst.